Coming up on today's show, it is the news edition of Traveling with the Mouse. Join us, won't you? Welcome, everyone, to another news edition of Traveling with the Mouse. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Adam. Hello there. It's Monday. It's March the 18th, and this is episode number 196. We are going to jump right into the news. This is a different day than what we would normally do it. As you probably know by now, we did a follow-up for our last episode, so that way it wasn't too spaced out regarding our... We're not, I say our, our podcast team did do it, but I was not included in that. Adam and Jason did the parkology. Par- yeah, parkology challenge. I don't know why I couldn't Slash think of that. Every ride. Right. Which they're basically like the same thing with a very small exception, right? So, yeah. Similar, but different. You, you would ha- you'd really be going out of your way to do one and not the other. So. Right. So, I might as well do both. Right. Which is what we did. Exactly. And we helped and raise money for Give Kids the World, which was yeah. also what we did. Well, I was going to say, raise money in the process for charity. So, And you can still give. I'll give the uh, donate uh, link on our show notes again, just in case you guys are still interested and want to help support a great cause. And if you're listening to this and you haven't heard that recap show, you can go and do so. It was our Thursday episode. So yes, indeed. Or last Thursday episode. So yep, there you go. So since this is the news, uh, we're gonna try and get through this as quickly and painlessly as possible, like ripping off a bandaid. Right. <laughs> In our last news edition, we were um, woefully wrong on a number of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, regarding, we were guessing. Yes, we were guessing, but we were we were like way off. We were way off. <laughs> I knew it started with an S, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, right, exactly. Star Wars. Yeah. Got we that we got that part right. Yeah. yeah. Galaxy's Edge. But the opening dates were announced like the day that we released that news episode, mm-hmm. so we didn't know the information at the time because yeah. we do record just a little before. Not, right. Not much before, usually. Right. But we do record. Bit. Yeah. We record a little bit before the actual release. We don't go live. Not so far. Maybe in the yeah. future. Exactly. Maybe one day. But the announcement for Galaxy's Edge and Disneyland was May the 31st, 2019. And for Hollywood Studios, it was August 29th, 2019. Disneyland will be opening in two phases. And uh, the Rise of Resistance attraction won't be quite ready for the uh, May 31st opening. Interestingly enough, it's going to be the same way in Walt Disney World, which originally we thought it may not be, but it looks like it's yeah. also not going to open right. with, with it. So, yeah. Well, okay, given the information we had at the time, that's why we were predicting October or November for Disney yeah. World and then June for Disneyland. But clearly that call that you know Iger was talking about saying that he asked the Imagineers to be ambitious with their opening date, the realistic opening date. And he was like, they sure were, and here you have it. I think they were, I think basically they're making them two soft opens for each coast to try and minimize the crowd 
and use a typically slow month in Disney World to make it a, as easy of a transition as possible to chaos, which is what it's going to be. Yes, and you were actually pretty close with one thing, I will say. Mm-hmm. The opening date that was given was May 31st, right, for um, Disneyland, and then August yeah. 29th for Walt Disney World. So that's approximately three months. You said it would be four, so you weren't too far off, like four months between whichever the opening yeah. dates were. So that was that was pretty pretty close as far as... I mean, and your reasoning totally made sense. Yeah, um, I was... So, basing it on the Millennium Falcon completion dates from right. each one. And it was, it, it, I couldn't remember when in November Disneyland was completed, but the Walt Disney World was just completed recently. So I thought four months sounded about right, but right. off by and a bit. Also, this is kind of combining two stories, but they do really go together. When we, we already said Rise of the Resistance won't open with Galaxy's Edge. In fact, yeah. for... Florida, they are specifically saying later this year is all that they really have going on. Yeah. So that means it's not going to take three months, apparently, because it's opening the 29th. So if it's going to open before the year is out, yeah. then, um, yeah. So honestly, this attraction is going to open when the land would have originally opened had they not tried to push that date up. Think <laughs> so, so? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Sounds whenever. About right. Rise of the Resistance opened, that would have been the date that the land would have opened had they gone with an actual full open date rather than a soft open, which is what I'm going to call this. We already know as well that they're not going to be offering Fast Pass mm-hmm. to start with this land. And I, what I was going to say is I personally think that that is a good idea for their land openings going forward. Yeah. Uh, personally, um, just so happens that I saw uh, just today a tweet actually from Mr. Testa, Mr. Turing Plans himself. Yeah. That was it was actually a retweet of something else, but it says that more shows and no Fast Pass Plus is part of Disney's Disney World's crowd control strategy for Star Wars Galaxy Edge. It says, however long the line is without Fast Pass. It would be five times longer with Fast Pass. Yeah. And that does make sense to me. Right, yeah. I think this is a good move to start with. Again, they're trying to soften the blow as much as possible so that they don't look like fools on national news because this is going to be picked up by all the major media outlets. And if they look bad and fall on their face like a Disneyland 1955 Black Sunday kind of thing. Right. It's going to be bad for them, and they don't want that. So, And that does bring up an interesting point, because I know we've talked before about sometimes them reducing ride capacity during slower times, but the way they work FastPass Plus in the present also factors in to those wait times, the Going regular wait times being longer. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It really does. Yep. So, the opening date being August 29th, that means I'm not going anymore because that's my wife's birthday and that's not how she wants to spend her birthday. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm out there. But Well, just so happens, I originally made my plans trying to avoid, believe it or not, <laughs> right. the opening of Galaxy's Edge. And I'm going to be 10 days 
past the opening date. So since I'm going to be there, I might as well try and get Smuggler's yep. Run in. Right. So. Get a get a rope drop in of Hollywood Studios. You should probably drive your own car instead of relying on the bus transportation. Yeah. Day to get you there. Yes. I'll have to look and see how that's going to work out into our plans. I really started looking at the plan there, and I know I'm getting a little off off the news side, but this kind of goes along. And looked at what the what the crowd levels were going to be, and they're they're yeah. still not expecting them after the initial craziness yeah craziness that starts they really they expect it to taper off a decent amount even that next week so much that it's a six out of ten which is not the smallest crowds by any means but considering the other parks are expected ones twos and threes six actually is kind of busy in comparison there but it's not going to be as bad as it could be i don't think so well i think if you wanted to do toy story land you'll probably be doing really well if you rope dropped hollywood studios and you went straight to toy story land you could probably ride everything like three times before people started filtering in there from galaxy's edge right and the thing about it is doing this what i'm probably going to have to do is do something similar to what i did uh the last time we were there is i'm probably going to have to leave my family basically in the room and go do the smugglers run and then go back and get them to come to the park yeah, and then just do Toy Story Land or right. every, the rest of the park, and you'll probably be fine. Right. That's what I did with Animal Kingdom that time. I actually got up for extra magic hours with the intentions of doing flights of passage and then leaving and then coming back with my family. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. And that <laughs> well, worked out okay. Thing. We still made our um, Navi River Journey Fast Pass at like 10-something, so it worked out fine. Yeah. So as we talked about on the Parkeology episode last Thursday, we talked about, you know, you could road drop it or you could try to make it the last ride of the day and see if you can get in line at the end. But if you have kids, that's not going to be great because you're going to be really late. But if you were by yourself, like your scenario, send the kids to bed and go off and maybe get in line at the end of the night, it may not be as long of a wait at that point and then you can uh, get it in late and, and avoid the having to get there super early. Yeah, and sell it as, honey, um, you can sleep <laughs> late this morning. Exactly. You and right. the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you sleep in. Right. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do this because we, th- we have a thought of doing a late September because uh, this, the school calendar that we have is is a late September fall break, so we might do something that week, but who knows if Rise of the Resistance will be open by then? Probably not. So, I don't know. It's we'll see. From tough to choose. For me, I'm probably going to try to go in September next year as well because I'm still going to try and get in as many of the vacations I can before Maddie's actually in school. Right. So, I think I'm going to try and do September for this, not only this year, but also next year. Yeah, get it in. So, yeah. But that brings an interesting point about Walt Disney World, which is the dynamics at Disneyland and Disney World are very different. So it's going to be interesting to see how each one reacts to the the new land because Walt Disney World, most of the visitors are outside of, you know, there's a lot of local annual pass holders, but the majority of Disney World visitors are from all over, you know, all over the globe for that matter. Disneyland has a very uh, large population area around it, so a lot of locals 
frequent Disneyland and there'll be a lot of the ones, maybe not initially, but after that initial period, like after June 23rd, that'll be visiting. But Disney World, you can't really rely completely on the annual pass holders or the locals, I should say, not just the annual pass holders. So are all these people going to pull their kids out of school just so they can do Galaxy's Edge? Or is it going to be a holiday season thing, which brings us, I guess, to another news story, which is the ticket price for a one-day ticket during this coming holiday season now is a whopping $159 a day during that Christmas to New Year's week. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable? Believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, I believe it, obviously, but it's just unbelievable that there are people uh, that are going to still pay this in droves like they will at Christmas time, because they probably still are. Yeah. That's the part that I'm finding unbelievable. I wouldn't Um, be surprised if Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom are both at capacity on Christmas this year. Now, of course, anybody who buys a package deal, which a lot of people do nowadays, that is staying on property... You're going to get that price greatly reduced whenever you, over the course of however many days you stay there. Yeah. Like the, like the whole, like the more you stay, the less you pay per day. Right. I mean, it's not like I was being Dr. Seuss or something, but um, that's what they, that's how they lay it out. But that went up too more than it used to be. um, If you go that way, of course their ticketing system is ridiculous. Now you have to pick the day that you're going and it's based on the first day that you go is what the rest of it's going to be and so the ticket price varies greatly now right. depending on when you go you know and everybody says there's got to be a breaking point somewhere at some point in time but you know people have been saying that pretty much since the inception so yeah i mean they haven't found it yet yeah we're not going to reach it, it yeah. like. <laughs> we're still bending yeah yeah all right so another big story that was announced during uh, the Bob Iger announcements was concerning the Disney Plus streaming service, mm-hmm. or at least I consider this big. Yeah, because they confirmed that it will be home to the entire library of the studio's films. Which you got to think that's a huge library, but if for if you're a Disney fan, that's just awesome that you'll have them right there at your fingertips for a monthly fee. <laughs> For a large sum of money every yes. month, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Actually, I don't. They didn't say a price, but yeah, of course they, not. They seem to be. It's going to be along the same prices as most of the other streaming services yeah. are, which you know is anywhere from what ten to twenty bucks mostly. Yeah. My so, prediction will be nineteen ninety nine a month. You think it's nineteen ninety nine? That's going to be my prediction. They could probably get away with that, and I got to be honest, I would probably pay that. So. Yeah, if it's every movie, all of them, though, there's a lot of older ones I'd like to revisit and just see again and see for the first time some of them, the really, really old live-action ones. So yeah. that'd be interesting. What's interesting to me is they already own now, I think, through the Fox merger, right? Yeah. Or well, Even yeah. though it's not finalized, I don't think. Right. Don't they... Or maybe I'm missing this. Was that before or is it after it's complete that they own the majority stock in Hulu? It's I one of the two. I think it would be after, but I'm not sure. Mm. Anyway, but I mean, they would be the majority holder in Hulu at that point. Yeah, that is and, interesting. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, they're, uh, 
they're technically not competing with themselves because the Disney streaming service will be exclusively Disney. Right. But one thing for me personally, I just recently started using the Hulu, like the live TV service. And I was just raving to you the other day, how much I liked it user friendly and uh, all that good stuff in comparison to some of the other ones I tried. If they're going to use something similar as a model for their Disney plus, then it's going to be user friendly. So yeah. Let's let's hope that's the case. Disney's not really known as uh, for their technology, right? Not that we were talking about any of that recently. Yeah, but they use it. Obviously, they have a lot that they have to use, but they're not really known for knowing anything about it. Truthfully, <laughs> yeah, they they really aren't. Um, they must not pay enough for the those positions. I guess I don't know. That's my guess. Um, you know, they're not a tech company, really. Yeah. So. You can tell whenever there's a tech company getting involved into a field that they didn't used to be because they usually are top of the line, everything right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, they've been working on this for a couple of years now. And yeah. it's still. You know, oh, no doubt. haven't seen anything of it yet, like anything of what it, the interface is going to look like or anything like that. Well, I'll, one I can think of streaming service-wise that I actually tried when it launched and dropped it to start with because it was terrible and then picked it back up when it was they got the bugs worked out was WWE Network. Okay. And they were working with the ones that do MLB Network or MLB uh, TV. And initially, it was just the connection was really bad for some reason. I don't know what it was. They got it worked out, though. It's an excellent service now. And, you know, I enjoy the fact that I'm able to get a huge library in in that, you know, of yeah. old stuff, more or less. Um, so, and that, that actually works out really well. So I feel if, you know, there might be a possibility of some growing pains at the, in, at the onset with Disney Plus, but they've taken their time with it. So maybe not, you know, maybe it'll yeah. be good right out the gate. And hopefully the new releases are going to go straight to this once they come out on digital. This would be really nice. I have a feeling they're going to charge extra like for for a month or two like until you know to, to rent it essentially maybe. I don't know. Hopefully not, but now we we haven't been given a specific date still from what I've seen other than September is what's been said. Yeah, September. So that, that we don't have a specific day of when it's gonna gonna roll out, uh, but yeah. I feel pretty good about this. I think starting yeah. out. Wonder if Song so. of the South is gonna be on there. Yeah, it's that entire library, so that would it be did. interesting. It? Yeah, they're gonna forget that one. Like, oh, oh yeah, that, that's uh, we lost the original print to that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, if it weren't for a exclusive like paid service, I would say people, you know, you have your own choices so to speak, right, yeah. of what you want to watch and what settings you want to put on there per, uh, guidance-wise, I think. That's the way it works with the, the WWE one. Right. And there are some things within some of the old shows on there that if somebody really went digging for it and wanted to make a big deal out of it, they really could. <laughs> that's all yes. I'm going to say. Yeah, So definitely. So. But that, that's interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I will probably be an early adopter on that one so too. So. Yeah, I was I was trying to decide recently. I was like, man, you know, I know this is coming in September, so it's like six months away. I'm like, I've been hesitant sometimes to like buy new uh, like digital films on uh, Amazon or something, just because I know they'll be available on the streaming service. Right. Yeah. For sure. 
Maybe I'll just rent rent one that we see if Maddie wants to watch one or something like that. I'll just rent it for now. Yeah, for now. Yeah. All right. Well, here's one. Demolition has begun on the old River Country site for the new Reflections DVC hotel that's going to be partially on that site and also just facing Bay Lake. So they're getting started on that project. No word, of course, on when that's going to open yet. But they got a lot of demo work to do on Old River Country. I I was saying on Twitter that the um, trespassers who were made famous by this are probably sad to see this go. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of other abandoned things uh, at Disney for them to to, uh, explore for now still, but... For them to get arrested at. Exactly, or banned for life. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to go into that, but... Uh, this is good. I'm glad they're finally doing something with something that's been closed for nearly 20 years at this point. You know, 18 years, I think it's been. Yes. Roughly. Now are they going to do something with Discovery Island? Yeah. They need to. Wouldn't that be interesting if they put a hotel on Discovery Island? That'd be interesting. It'd be a very small hotel. But it could be a very exclusive hotel. Yeah, they like doing exclusive and charging you like an insane amount for it. You know? Yes, exactly. Like half your retirement to stay there. Yeah. Can only so, get there by boat. Yeah. That'd be a little, a little weird. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to be out there on that island with no one else, pretty much. I don't want yeah, to be that, that exclusive. That sounds a little scary, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Surely they had to be minimal staff. All right. The former Wonders of Life Festival Center building is officially closed mm. for the Play Pavilion construction which we just recently heard about. There's no longer access to the building, which means there's probably going to be people trying to get into it more than there ever has been. Because the only thing blocking the pathway currently is just ropes, so you know what that means. Somebody, The first person that thinks they can get away when someone's not looking is going to cross those ropes, and then yeah. we're going to see a video on YouTube somewhere. If someone's <laughs> Probably already is. <laughs> yeah. Or they're, they're going to go in there, and they're going to show you the place where the missing buzzy is (laughs) although i feel like that area i would be surprised if even though they're redoing it i'd be surprised if there wasn't like constantly people in there doing some sort of construction so it'd be kind of it'd be harder to to get by i think now than it was before yeah so i feel like they're going to constantly be doing something now since it's closed for that construction that would be much harder to break into i don't know if you call it break into sneak into all you got to do is pose as a construction worker, probably. Right. Just go get your best uh, village, and... village people outfit. Then, uh, <laughs> right. Go in. Somebody's going to try it. You know that. It's just, it's a thing. People are going to be curious about Wonders of Life and what they did with it. Now it makes you wonder, did Disney actually remove the buzzy because they were wondering, because you know, they knew this was going to happen, you know? And so what? They just wanted the publicity? <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe it was a weird you know, false story that got out there. It's like they stole their own animatronic. (laughs) I did want to mention again that we talked a little bit about it on our Parkeology Every Ride uh, episode last Thursday. And the My Disney Experience app is continuing to have issues with fast passes every day around 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Whenever the first park 
closes early it stops distributing fast passes the app just screws up and it will not uh, work for any park getting fast passes it just blanks out every park and says no more fast passes available for today unless you use the kiosk and then you can pull fast passes and all that so just more or less just to say disney i i called their tech support and told them about the issue and the person i got on the phone had no idea that this was a problem and i had to explain it three or four different times before he kind of understood that this was a thing that had been ongoing for me for several days in a row and then he was his suggestion was sign out and sign back in like i didn't think to do that Oh yeah, that's like the classic script, isn't it? Yeah. Have you tried? Turn- have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> exactly. IT crowd there. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I got out of Disney IT. So great job there. Um, needless to say, I filled out their little survey at the end of the call. But anyway, so that's just to say they need to fix this. I don't know why they they haven't acknowledged it yet. I haven't seen anything that they said an update's coming or we're going to fix it or anything like that. But this is a pretty big deal, not just for people trying to do runs. It's just, at the end of the day, if you want to pull a fast pass, you can't do it right now. Do the app, anyway. You know, that line right there just totally lets you know that this person was, like, sitting in a cubicle with a headset yep. and had a had oh, a yeah. manual had a manual right in front of them of what yeah. they should say. Right. Like, if they ask this, go to this question. If exactly. they go, go to this solution. Well, then go to this solution. You know. af- yeah, after like the fourth time I told him, this is happening every day for the last five days for me, even longer for other people. And uh, he finally was like, let me try it on my app account. He's like, yeah, I'm seeing the same thing. That's a little strange. Sometimes it does that. Maybe you just need to close it out and open it back up. And like, again, every single day, the exact same time, this is a reoccurring issue. This is not me. Right. And finally, you know, anyway. Long story short, Disney, please fix this up. Well, we've already established what you got to do. You need to tweet about it every day. Yeah. And I had I had been. I, I forgot to tonight. But. Oh, okay. Well, all right, then. Well, the next story I got to pales in comparison to yours, then. So. All right. But it is something that people may want to know. Uh, Walt Disney Resort Hotels are soon going to offer direct bus service to the water parks. Um, as a matter of fact, it just began yesterday. That's how soon. <laughs> <laughs> as of the, uh, the time of this uh, broadcast. The buses to Disney's Blizzard Beach and Disney's Typhoon Lagoon have a new dedicated bus service, and they will stop for each resort in front of each... Uh, they have a dedicated bus stop for each resort in front of each water park. So, whereas before a lot of them shared, I know one of the most common ones, bus routes from back in the day, was that Animal Kingdom and Blizzard Beach usually shared a bus... I don't know, depending on which resort you were coming from. Uh, I know for a fact the Magic Kingdom resorts had shared a bus, at least in the early 2000s. I don't know how it went uh, in recent years. But having a dedicated bus service will definitely help, I think, Yeah, overall. instead of sharing, yeah, that's always, that's always better. So that was my quickie All right. right there. Okay, so here's another one that is more money stuff. Disney has now rolled out preferred parking in a tiered pricing structure. Preferred parking gets you 50 yards away from the front of the park instead of 100 yards away from the park. So for that extra, you know, 20 to 25 dollars, 
you can get 50 yards closer. Not literally, I'm just saying, you know, it's not like you're right next to the turnstiles when you park, uh, preferred parking. But anyway, they were charging $50. Here's a shocker. They actually lowered the price back down to $45 for a regular season, whatever they define as regular season. And for peak season, it is back up to $50. So they actually lowered the price for something. <gasps> is that amazing? That's shocking. They actually lower the price. Yes. But again, it's for preferred parking, which is something extra. <laughs> that reminded me of an episode we just did not too long ago when I was talking about... As a matter of fact, it was the last news episode. Whenever I was talking about the uh, the dollar shopping bags on the Disney Cruise Line, how I said I couldn't remember the last time <laughs> Disney charged me a dollar for something. Yes, for anything. So, for I don't anything. think you can get a pack of gum at Disney World. Well, actually, they don't sell gum. But a candy bar... If I recall, yeah. If I recall right, I think I joked that they charged me a dollar for just looking or something like that. But exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of like they even charge you like a dollar twenty-five for a press quarter. <laughs> okay. So I think the cheapest thing you can get is a press penny, and that's fifty-one cents. All right. So I'll move on and give a quick, another quick uh, overview of the maintenance report. Uh, this is becoming a, a regular thing for us. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, when you were doing the challenge, the yeah. run, didn't you say that the pirates' effects were working, the ones that you knew? Well, I felt like I heard the screaming pirate, but I couldn't remember exactly what what that was. But the fog effect was gone again. So if it was yes. there, it was gone again. <laughs> See, that's what this report says, that its effects are yeah. uh, the Davy Jones Blackbird effect are off once again. Yeah. You can hear them talking, but no effect. And I don't know if you noticed this when it says the pot that is supposed to break when shot in the well scene is uh, it seems to be just broken all the time now. Yeah, I never heard a pot break. I knew there was <laughs> something in the well scene, but I couldn't remember what it was. Several things. I mean, I'm not even going to go through it on Jungle Cruise. What about Big Thunder Mountain? You did do that one. Did the yes. falling rock projector, was it on? No. Okay, see, so it was still off. Not that whatever. I recall, no. I wonder if sometimes I wonder in this stuff if they're trying to do it to like save on something or Maybe. I mean I don't know how much money they could possibly cost them just to have a projector running. Yeah. Um I don't I don't get that unless they're changing something. Did they mention on Toy Story or sorry, Slinky Dog Dash? Stuff? Anything oh it, you're talking about like the the tail we already uh updated on. Yeah, That's the tail's fixed. But Wheezy was broken when I wrote it twice. Wheezy oh, was yeah. broken two days in a row for me. Let's see. I don't see it mentioned. It says temporary covers hide damage on coils attached to train cars. But that was that was gone, right? Is there still covers on any of them? I don't think so. On the tails? I don't remember. See, I no, didn't see so. any. Yeah, I don't remember. The other thing that happened, if you've been on social media recently, you've seen the uh, one of Slinky Dog's eyes felt, popped out on one of the trains. It looked like it was photoshopped. Surely that's not I think true, that was real. Yeah. You think that was real? I think it was real, yeah. When I first saw it, it totally screamed of it, it was Photoshopped to me. But yeah, I think it was real. This is an interesting one. It says the left spinning flame at the second launch has had a light burnt out. Uh, you may have, may or may not have noticed that one. No, I don't recall it, but yeah. The, this one's kind of interesting. At Toy Story Mania, now this was reported on March 7th, so it may have been up when you went in there. Didn't you? Did you... Yeah, y'all did. Y'all got out of Hollywood Studios, so you had to have done Mania. Yeah. Um, 
It said an entire decal wall in the queue was falling down. Surely that was fixed pretty quick. Do you remember seeing anything like that? I don't remember seeing a wall falling down or a decal falling off the wall, no. Did you fast pass it? Um, Yes, the second time. One day we didn't, the other day we did, so we did both queues. I don't remember anything, but we were in a hurry, so. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe I missed it. The reason why I say I feel like it's probably in the regular queue, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, one day we did standby in our practice run, the next day we did fast pass. You know, I think it's funny when I go down the list, uh, if you look at Everest, it still has, it says the Yeti audio animatronic doesn't move. (laughs) And in parentheses, it says probably a decade ago. (laughs) Yeah, when I rode Everest during the challenge, I was in the very back row. And so when we hit that brake run right after the Yeti, I looked back. And I could faintly see, like, the big structure that he's attached to. But, you know, you can't really get a good look for very long. But right. hopefully they can do something. All right. So that was just a couple of the ones. Now, I see, well, I do see they finally, they put Slinky Dog that the tails were reported fixed. So that one's, I see that that was where the update's at the end of it. So, so they did include right. that one. Okay, good. But Weezy was broken, like I said, so I don't know if that was... Yeah, no one's reported that one, apparently. So Because from what I gathered, when you, what you showed me anyway, the video, he, you could hear the audio, but he wasn't moving, right? Yeah. He, yeah. And the day before that, he was slightly moving, but his mouth wasn't moving. So. It's like he was slowly, <laughs> slowly wearing down, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for the maintenance report this week. All right. Okay. The uh, Toledo Tapas and Steakhouse seafood dinner menu has officially been released. This is the restaurant that's going to be atop the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs Resort. And the menu's been released. I'm just looking, you know, at some of the entrees. They have a golden tile fish. I don't think I've ever had one of those. Which has petite potato, cauliflower, fennel, and Valencia orange sauce. Okay. Scallops. Hanger steak. There's a Manhattan filet. Bone-in pork chop. Red wine braised chicken. A plant-based seafood. Plant-based seafood? That's kind of... Alright. Ribeye for two for $89. So I'm just, this also has the prices on it, and they have some some sides and everything. The the most expensive entree is what I just mentioned, the ribeye for two. Basically a meal for two. It comes with two sides as well. Otherwise, 34 looks like $36 for the Manhattan Filet is the most expensive entree. So it's, it's similar in style to the Sebastian's Bistro, where they're not going to be these $60, dollars $80 entrees for one person anyway. And I'm looking at the appetizers. We're all $10 to $12. Not terribly expensive. So hopefully a new trend where they have these moderate fine dining restaurants, I guess you could call them, or maybe moderate signature. I don't know how you want to classify these but Sebastian's Bistro is fantastic I think the prices are amazing there and if this restaurant follows that style I think this is going to be one that you should go out of your way to go go 
uh, see as well. Especially the view from up there is going to be amazing. This is one I'm excited about. And um, our new contributor and friend to the show, Jason, is going to be staying there the first month that this hotel is opening. And he has a reservation there already. So he'll be there able to give us a report on cool. this restaurant. So, However, we, we will not be paying him anything for this. So, <laughs> Wait, who's getting paid? <laughs> Wait, you're getting paid? All right, so moving along to a sad note that I'll just read mm -hmm. off right quick. A man was killed after falling at a site behind the Epcot theme park at Walt Disney World, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Behind the theme park? Yes. Okay. The incident occurred around 5.14 p.m. behind the France Pavilion at the park. The Reedy Creek firefighters pronounced the man, who has not been identified, dead oh. at the scene. Deputies said the preliminary investigation indicates there was no foul play involved. Officials described the man as a worker, but did not specify what his job is. Ratatouille? I'm wondering. Hmm. Officials with Walt Disney World did not immediately return requests for comment, and there's no further details at this time. Which usually, we're going to get something more on that in the coming days. So, hmm. I guess we'll update it on the next news episode. So, Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely keep everyone posted on that one the only other story i have here that i wanted to mention is uh there's some renderings that have been released for lightning mcqueen's racing academy and you get an idea of the theater that setup that this is going to look like and from the renderings there's looks like three rows of seating areas and the stage has lightning mcqueen on it and it looks as though he can rotate freely on a platform that he's on and face a screen, but it doesn't... Maybe the stage can go up and down, perhaps. And you can see a rig up top with lighting and different effects that are going to be part of it. It also looks like the screen is, you know, one of those... It almost looks like a circle vision or a half-circle vision screen that they've... that you can see at Epcot for some of the those films at say China or Canada or France. It looks similar to that. It'll be an interesting show for kids. Obviously this is something thrown together to help with uh, the families coming in for Galaxy's Edge. They'll have something to do while they're waiting on uh, time that they can go into Star Wars Land or something along those lines. Yeah. So, cool. So, Magic Kingdom guest experience team made a permanent offering now. I guess it was a hit whenever they decided to do it. Yeah. So, it's basically, they're there to assist guests with booking, modifying, recovering FastPass Plus selections. Sounds like something you guys could have actually benefited from, given the app. Yeah. Should have, <laughs> should have found them that night, but again, we didn't have time to didn't hunt know. them down, but... Well, at the, yeah, at the time, they were only in Magic Kingdom, right? I don't know what... They were yeah. still a, um, a a test in testing yeah. phase. That's where we needed them, though, at night, was, you know, the yeah. last hour and a half, we needed them there. The original test was from December 16th until mid-January, but it was extended through late spring, and now since they feel like it's been a hit and people seem to actually want this or... You know, sometimes you just like the idea or the ability to actually talk to a person about a specific issue, right? Yeah. That you've been sure. having. Yeah. So this seems to have been a good idea that they've come up with, and people seem to like it. So they're 
going to expand it to the other three parks. Uh, we just don't know the exact when. Yeah. So look That's for that thing. coming soon. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I believe that wraps up the news edition this week. As always, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TWTM Podcast. We also have a Spreadshirt store in which you can find your exclusive TWTM merchandise. You may have caught some of the, sh- the shirts that both Adam and Jason were wearing during their Parkeology Challenge this last week. You can find those at shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. And you can also visit our website, travelingwiththemouse.com. Our email address is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And we have links to everything there. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash TWTM podcast. So consider helping the show there. So for Adam, I am John, and this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope that you will join us on our next trip. 